I'm Danny Belvin. And I'm Damika Brown. And we are biracial unicorns. And by the power vested in us unicorns, we pronounce this day to be Bell Hooks Day. Huzzah! I feel like kind of Captain Planety. <laughs> like I should be like putting my ring towards the center. <laughs> and what would you scream? And what would you yell out? <sighs> We all know I'm power of heart. I want to be like, it's the thing I'm least interested in being, but it's going to be the thing that I have to be power oh. of heart. <laughs> but I feel like if we're doing it for biracial unicorns, you could be like equality. <laughs> oh, that's true. We could, yeah. we could have different things. Ex- exactly. And I'm like, in that case, it's like, Anti-capitalism! Yeah. Anti-colonialism! <laughs> One of those. Mine would be like snacks. <laughs> Excellent. Perfection. And that's how you start off Bell Hooks Day. I, actually, it, it's it's super fun. This is like our first of our kind, but it was actually really inspired by Danny's Happy Place, because happy places are important in episode mm. 43, which if you haven't listened to that, you should go do that. I mean, after this episode, but for right now. And so we have declared her birth. I mean, yeah. we're not going anywhere. <laughs> a, not with COVID, neither are you. So we have decided that on September 25th, which is her birthday, it's going to be Bell Hooks Day. And we're just going to briefly talk about her, some of her works, and why we think and encourage you all to get on that hooks. Yes. I don't think that was the first time I talked about Bell Hooks, but it's definitely the most recent time. Uh, those of you who follow us on Instagram have mm. probably also saw uh, back a few weeks back or a month back with time. Who knows? I, I talked <laughs> about one of her books in uh, Feminism is for Everybody on the Instagram as well. So if you're interested in hearing a little bit about that book, you can head over to our Instagram profile. It's in the highlight for anti-racism. So check that out. So just a tiny, tiny bit about Bell Hooks. I It's funny because it's like I want to do all like the born in and study that. But what I kind of mm. want to just draw a little bit of attention to before we get that is that this woman who is still very much alive is 67 years old. And what is very interesting in her journey is that she talks about in schools of going to segregated schools and what that looks mm-hmm. like f- for the desegregation of that. She is 67 years old. That's not old, in case anyone's wondering. And her talking about this real part of her life, an integral part of her life of going to segregated schools. I just kind of want that to sink into people that we have people who are alive. Like my, my dad's only a few years younger than her so just one generation back we are talking about this this brilliant writer having to go through this intertwined this section of our time in american history so i don't know when learning a little bit more about her that just hit me right Mm. in in, in my heart of just it reminds me of just how quickly in history we kind of want to blow past that time in our history but it has not happened that long ago She's a year older than my mom. She's not old by any means. and But at the same time, like in my mind, she's just like this this figure that's hard for me to think about as like a living person. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just because I feel like, you know, she has nurtured me from the time I was very young reading her, her books and her materials. So I feel like she's such an influence on me that she seems like this otherworldly creature. Mm. Well, anyone who's heard heard her speak, if you've watched any interviews or you've gone to a book signing, would probably also agree. This woman can captivate 
an entire room. She's what I aspire to be in a speaker, I think. She just knows how to hold an entire room. And she has that kind of content where I've always strived to be a kind of speaker that I say is nutritionally dense. She can say Uh so very little and pack so much in there. Because I think she's used to having to make sure she can grab that space and that time and that attention and be able to jam pack so much truth in that. She can captivate such a mood, a a feeling, a a change, a direction so efficiently that I'm like her as a a speaker, a facilitator, a teacher is, uh, I'm I'm sure for you as a teacher as well, uh, so monumental. Mm-hmm. She's a professor, and that's that's been her life as kind of working within academia as a teacher and as a writer, like clearly and in and in a speaker. But I think you know, teaching is public speaking, <laughs> and being able to public speak very succinctly, like brevity is 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 definitely a, a trait to be kind of built up as as a professor because you know you're limited to a class period and you have so much information that you have to share. So I think it's it very much like those skills are, are rooted in her professional career. So she's an academic. She has a, a bachelor's in English, a master's in English, and a PhD in literature where she actually wrote her dissertation on Toni Morrison, who's another like iconic mm-hmm. figure mm-hmm. within the written world and for Black women in particular. So yeah, she's she's great. Like you said, I think my introduction to her has been as a teacher and specifically in her works that she's written about teaching. And she has this really, like all of her work is this way, this really beautiful way of kind of shining a light on intersectionality. Mm. And so she doesn't just write about race. She doesn't just write about gender. She doesn't just write about how much she hates capitalism. She writes about all those <laughs> things at once. And it's it's really, really lovely. So I think we should talk a little bit about kind of some of her works and, and the influence. Like I mentioned, we've I talked a little bit about her book, All About Love. And I talked a little bit about her book, Feminism is for Everyone. My first reads from her really were her trilogy on teaching and those are the books teaching to transgress which is education as the practice of freedom teaching community a pedagogy of hope and teaching critical thinking uh, which is practical wisdom so these three works all kind of are intertwined and and build on each other and she has some like really lovely things she says about teaching within there and the one thing that i often go back to and think about and in this COVID world is like a crazy thing to think about. <laughs> she talks about the power of touch mm. and the power of, of, of love with touch. Uh, and I think it's something as educators in the modern world, we're like told not to touch anyone anytime. Right? But she, she brings up like there is power in the touch and it doesn't have to be a lot. Touch on a shoulder, like, you know, it just reaffirms how human we both are in that moment. And like, certainly I don't go around touching people unsolicited <laughs> because I, I want to keep my job. But I think, <laughs> I think that it is, it is important and something that has been lost. And she, she does a great job of like bringing up these things that have been 
lost, like this old knowledge that we've just kind of let go in the modern world. I love that. I love that. My first introduction was actually one of her early works as I actually read um, was uh, Ain't I a Woman who was actually really inspired by Sojourner Truth. So being able to hear those worlds kind of collide. And and this book was actually the real introduction of about sexualization of the Black woman. And Mm. for me, it was probably one of the very first works that actually got me to think about the totality of the suffrage of Black women, Mm -hmm. of what we call that ripple effect. I'm like, Mm -hmm. taking it all the way back to slavery like to me i want to talk about like when i'm like oh especially when i was young oh i think about civil rights movement we'll take it back even further oh well there's jim crow laws take it back even further and i think that was the first piece of text that really challenged me to take it all the way back to the plantation and talking about its lasting effects and not being able to be afraid to go there and talking about how I view myself in my life in this skin as a woman of color and how that all had effect of how I'm treated of this being mm-hmm. this over-sexual human being. And we've talked about this on the show, about the damaging of over-sexualing women. But that was the first piece of literature that really had it go back to that root. Do you know what I mean? And it was so challenging mm-hmm. and heartbreaking. I remember having to take breaks because there was just that moment of that beginning of that wokeness and I was actually funny just remembering very much of being like in the public library and just feeling broken not because there was something wrong with me but broken of just when I think you first notice something being really wrong and things start clicking of why you were treated a certain way and that mm-hmm. I, I'm so for like forever thankful for that another book of uh, rock my soul uh, black people and self-esteem and also thanks to danny i this is the thing i've written i've read some of her books but i didn't know she read ch- children's books as well so now i've mm-hmm. actually gotten and gotten my child some of her a uh, skin again which is this beautiful poetic style read a poetry to your children people do not be afraid of books that are not beginning middle end that don't have a talking dog that aren't necessarily have the the antidotes that are very easy read poetry based lyrical books to your children and ask them lots of beautiful questions i think there's something so part important about the creative aspect of their brain and because that's what poetry does It, it allows you to have that freedom to feel like what is this making me feel instead of being told what to feel mm-hmm. i think it's so important for kids books and i think something i have personally had a huge impact of and you talked about it not just capitalism not just feminism not just black people but love and the work the verb of love right mm-hmm. i think i've been so in challenged on how to love in the way that she describes love do you know what I mean? And how she describes it as being knowledgeable, as having trust and responsibility. And it's this complex thing and calling out that there has never really been a true, real definition of love, which is why I think it was so timely for us to kind of take that time to shine a light on this author. Because we just talked about it before in our last book, literature is this great tool for empathy as well. Right. I think if any listeners out there aren't familiar with her work and aren't ready to like dive into a full book, she's written a lot of essays and I'm going to, I'm going to link to one of her essays in the show notes for this. It's very, very short. So take some time this bell hooks day to read literally five pages. You will not regret it. 
Mm. It is an essay called Love as the Practice of Freedom. So it does talk a little bit about what what Tamika was mentioning, this idea of love. She talks a little bit about intersectionality and the idea that people are so quick to take on these fights, these social justice fights, particularly when they have their own, they have skin in the game and they have something to benefit from. And we've talked about this before. But she said that at the end of the day, like, that doesn't matter. Like what we should be focusing on is is the ability to love because once once we're loving, like of course we're naturally going to take on these battles in order to protect things that we love and people that we love. And so like fighting for racial for like black rights and and race related issues is one thing and great but fighting for feminism is another thing and she has seen she talks about like within the racial struggles she has seen black men who do not believe in feminism Mm, like yes heading up that and within the feminism fight within sexual liberation and all these things she's seen white women take charge who do not care about their black sisters um Mm. so it's like if we can find a way to love then we will all care about all of the battles that we're all fighting for and and perhaps we won't even need to fight these battles because we'll Mm. we'll just live in a world that values everyone so it's it's really beautiful only five pages i probably just talked about it longer than it's gonna take you to read it so take some time today bell hooks day to read some of her her wisdom oh that is so i i I mean, I don't even think I could even follow that up. I'm just, that's perfection. I'm, as a black woman, I'm so thankful for that voice in someone, not necessarily validating the struggle, but just also, like I said, giving that, that reason behind how you may feel. And it just having that, that space and having that, that mouthpiece is so beautiful. And yes, maybe mm-hmm. I was actually saying on our, on our notes of like, we might actually have to read a book and do a book review. Just, mm. I think this is what we need. And I hope people were not only inspired to read some bell hooks today, but to love someone on a little bit more of a deeper level to be challenged to say, am I doing this out of, because I need to show up for it. Like you said, because I have skin in the game, because it makes me look good because I I think I should. But I mean, I I hope today we ask ourselves our motivation of love and what that looks like. So it's bell hooks day. Day of love. Bell Hooks Day. Um, I just a, a quick shout out on Bell Hooks Day. I've recently discovered an Instagram account that Ooh. is saved by the Bell Hooks. <laughs> <laughs> and yep. it is everything that you yep. didn't know that you needed because it is literally just screen grabs from Saved by the Bell with no, no hooks quotes on top of it. It's no. so hilarious. I can't okay. even handle it. All the right. juxtaposition is just it's so can't. good. That's it. The episode's done. We'll see everybody later. <laughs> Enjoy the special, guy. I can't. I literally have nothing <laughs> to do. <to> t- <laughs> I can't, I can't. Saved by the bell hooks. Saved by the bell hooks. I didn't I didn't even know. I know exactly what I'm going to be doing now. I'm going to be eating and looking at Saved by the Bell Hooks. So you're welcome, world. I have done. I'm done. Done. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, thank you. Happy Bell Hooks Day. Ta-da! Feel that love. Mm. Educate yourself. Be good mm-hmm. to yourself. Be good to other people. That's mm. it's the bell hooks way. Yeah, and fight capitalism. And fight <laughs> capitalism. 
always, always. We hate capitalism. (laughs) (sighs) Should we, we should, okay, what we need to decide, who should get a day next? I don't know. I I mean, who deserves a day? I don't know. If we're, if we're like going bell hooks, like who's even on her level? Cornell West? I don't even know. I don't know. Let we can always we can always do like unicorns can let us know who they who they feel. James um, Baldwin has always been a favorite author of mine. Ibram X Kendi, who I love, but he had a birthday in in August, so we'd have to wait like a whole right. year. <laughs> All right. Well, unicorns, you let us know who in the next like four or five months you think should should have a day, and we can we'll see we'll see. I mean. We'll see. Has to be, has to be bell hooks are above, which is going to be really hard. So, yeah, get on our level, and by our <laughs> level, I mean bell hooks is level, level where we're not even. At. <laughs> no, we're just breaking our necks looking upwards, but that's okay. Exactly. All right, y'all. We'll be back on Tuesday to our regular schedule. Thanks for joining us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Peace. Out. Out.